Hi, I'm Chris Sabat, and you're listening to Byte. Hey there, everybody. How's it going? If you're hearing my voice, that's right. It's another episode of Button Mash, Byte's very own editorial board podcast, where we, the editors of Byte, weigh in on some of our favorite things. This particular episode being our thoughts on creepypastas at large and uh, the newest show that's based off of creepypastas, uh, Channel Zero. I have a lot of thoughts about that, but we'll get to that later. Uh, I'm your host, Daily Wilhelm, the podcast editor here at Byte. Joining me is Byte's very own... Graham Taylor, co-news editor. And the lovely... And I'm the senior copy editor, Aiden Kearney. First time podcast. Welcome on. I'm finally, like, breaking out of my cage. I've been doing just fine. The physical fine. cage that we lock you in after every Ed Board meeting. Yeah, usually. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. my home. It's full of trash. <laughs> full of trash. Full of trash and cans of Monster that I probably shouldn't be drinking. Well, you're out now in in the podcast sphere, so welcome. I can finally let my kidneys fall out like in public <laughs> instead of in my cage. Right, right, <laughs> where they belong. No. So, creepypastas. I think the first time I ever encountered a creepypasta was like freshman year of high school around there. It was like a very edgy thing. And being like, this could be true. It's on the <laughs> internet, so you don't you don't know what could be there. I think the first one I read was like Jeff the Killer. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Like Jeff the Killer. The only thing that one has going for it is the picture. Like, are you guys familiar? Like the really obviously photoshopped picture, yeah. like where you can Basically, see the pixels. The face just looks blinding white and. Super wide eyes, something like that. Yeah. That's the one. Like his mm-hmm. teeth are showing a whole bunch. Yeah. And then I... T- I remember that one was used for screamers a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, when that was uh, in vogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank goodness that has died, but... The fashionable screamers. The fashionable <laughs> screamers. They're very unfashionable now, and I'm really glad for that. Uh, but it's that season again, so it's, it's going to happen at some point. Ooh. This will be season. Um... I reread Jeff the Killer uh, this afternoon. It's not you would have a hard time reading it, Aiden, because of uh, some <laughs> copy editing issues. Someone uh, just kind of kind of forgetting a couple, you know, letters and words in there. Oh yeah, the comma splices. It's just a brick of text. <laughs> it's not uh, broken only up one at period. all. Yeah, there's only thing. one. There's only <laughs> one. Um, it's kind of like an unbelievable story to begin with so I, I don't really understand where my like 15 year old self was like oh my gosh guys you'll never believe this thing that actually happened <laughs> yep like, no one wants to talk about it it's like the russian sleep sleep experiment don't don't oh my gosh okay <laughs> that one kind of freaked me out a little bit more and that mm-hmm. i read that one when i was older by then i was like reading these things on reddit instead of like actually creepypasta.com mm-hmm. which is Finding a horrible site don't dark go there sites. yeah mm-hmm. there's some, there's some good stories on creepypasta if i remember got a got a couple of favorites from there that i think are still pretty good yeah What's your favorite? What's your favorite creepypasta? Mm, probably the portraits. The portraits. What's portraits, the portraits. It's it's not so like 
It's not any kind of science experiment, so it doesn't have that weird, far-fetched sound to it. But it's about a about this hiker who's going through the woods late at night. It's stormy and raining, and he's got nowhere to go until he sees a cabin just uh, just kind of off the path. So he walks up to it, knocks, sees that there's no one inside, no one's coming to the door, and finds out that it's unlocked. So he's like, you know rather sleep in this cabin than just out in the rain so he goes inside kind of makes himself nice and cozy writes a note saying uh hey i'm sorry to whoever owns this slept in your bed kind of needed shelter from a storm yeah so he like just gets all settled in the bed and as he's going to sleep with the lights low he noticed that there are like portraits just all along the wall and they have these just disgusted contorted faces just looking looking in on him and that's all he remembers before he goes to sleep and then when the lights come on and it's daytime, he notices that there are no portraits in the house. There's only windows. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Ooh. That like is that. a good it, one. And that's like the last word of the story. And it's, so it's a good kicker, I think. Yeah. Compared to most others. Yeah, where it's just piling on as much gore as possible, which mm-hmm. is good. Or it ends with something, something stupid like... The one like I don't know, there's some ghost girl who was like possessed and locked to a locked to a chain to a bed or something, and someone like the doctor is like, you know, uh, who are you? Why are you possessing her? And she's just like, I am God, or okay, some, some dumb nonsense. <laughs> yeah, where like it that. gets like really too overly like, broad, like yeah. trying too hard to be edgy, mm-hmm. versus just like the simple twist that makes you think. It's yeah, like, Ooh, yeah, spooky. Do you do you have a particular favorite, Graham? I do, and it's uh. It's a story of the Goat Man. Goat Man. The Goat Man. And it's not... The Goat Man apparently started as an urban legend uh, down south. This story, it's... Uh, I forgot what it's called. It's Anna, Anna C's Goat Man. And the way he wrote it is he wrote it as like a 4chan green text. Okay. <laughs> so Those are always interesting. That, that <laughs> it, he like, He's like telling it that this happened to him, that he experienced this. And that kind of added to the believability that this, you know, kid went out camping with a bunch of friends and this goat man followed them and terrorized them. And it's it's a little long, but uh, like I said, this kid goes camping with a bunch of friends. They're out down south in the middle of the woods. Aren't they in, a, aren't they in an RV or something? Yeah, they have like a camper. I think okay. I've read that one too. Yeah. It is good. So they're like walking around the woods during the day and like they smell this, you know, scent of copper and blood and they think something's following them. Mm-hmm. And then that night in the cat, or not the cabin, the RV... They're sitting there, and the main character starts counting all the people in the RV, and there's an extra person. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And hey, that, buddy. What's up? <laughs> like, what's up, dude? I, I read that one during the day, and that, oh, I got goosebumps. I'm getting goosebumps now just retelling yeah, it. Yeah, we should, like, turn down the lights. Let this be bite scary story time. <laughs> should have brought a candle. We should have. Just, just had mounted it. right in the skull. It's gnarly. Yeah. No fire hazard there, <laughs> but but what what's the twist with the goat man? This, this is a spoiler free podcast, <laughs> including for scary stories. It it's not even really a twist. Like the biggest twist is that he was in the RV with them. Like that's kind of the climax there. Okay. And everything else there is like tension, high tension. Yeah, yeah like it built. It's super it's tense like, the so entire it's time. It's like the whole time. It's like guys, I think we're being followed. Something's going on, and then yeah, like they hear a voice outside the cabin. Sounds like. The author wrote it as, like, a cat trying to mimic human speech. Oh. And then, like, an hour or so later, there's something extra in the RV with them. That's neat. That's neat. Yeah. 
I think I'm glad you mentioned like trying to mimic human speech. I think it wasn't so much a creepy pasta as just one of those things that gets passed around randomly. It's mm-hmm. like that uh, in Africa, supposedly hyenas can mimic human speech on the savanna at night to try to lure people out at night to like come see them and then eventually get eaten. Oh, really? (laughs) And uh, there was this story of uh, someone who had heard of that, and they were like, okay, I'm I'm not falling for it. But it just got really real and persistent to the Mm -hmm. point of, like, complete sentences, like, uh, come out and see me. Someone needs to help me. Are you going to let me die out here? And uh, they go out, and there is someone who's already gone to see the hyenas who needs help it's it was just like that kind of like oh this is real ending Mm -hmm. it's not the boy who cried wolf it's the wolf who cried boy oh (laughs) i like that i like that a lot dang that was way better i was gonna say that the (laughs) hyenas realized they needed to like learn how to crack jokes first before they laugh just be like uh really humanize themselves even more (laughs) being like i i can prove that i'm human knock knock who's there not a hyena I never thought Whoopi Goldberg could be so like horrifying. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly what I have in my mind is like the hyenas from Lion King mm-hmm. just hanging out and not at all being like vicious man killers. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> Only lion killers. We could do with that. Yeah, yeah, true. That's scarier, honestly. Avenge Mufasa. But uh so at creepypastas themselves, like as much as it's like really easy to retell them like we have been sitting here um actually reading them kind of ruins them for me because i'm just like going back yeah it's (laughs) it's like like i said it was like really edgy when i was 15 but now it's just like wow the way this is written is horrible Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. it's not not the best and then there's the thing where everyone's trying to write one now everyone's Mm -hmm. trying to write the next slender man or jeff the killer and like I reread the original like Slender Man, eh, eh, yeah, yeah, eh. yeah. It's like the scariest part of it is always like kind of the body horror where it's like they saw something and it was so horrible that they gouged their eyes out, which mm-hmm. is like the same thing with Slender Man, the same thing with the rake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, the rake was the, always uh, yeah. The SCPs. The yeah. Secure, right. Contain, and Protect articles. I still enjoy some of those. Some of those are pretty well written, but... S- some of them, yeah. Others... Yeah. others Oof, they're... They, man. They're kind of tough. Yeah. some And they can get really creative with those because it's supposed to be, like, documents. So mm-hmm. I really love it when it's, like, you're getting really into a sentence and, like, and then it redacted. redacted. Yeah, just the effective splice right there of, like, who knows what that could be, but mm-hmm. then you fill it in anyway. And yeah. Or, like, when they have articles for different like levels of access personnel and like you know the lowest guys at the chain get no details the higher ups get yeah. all the details and they're completely different it can and be the like the guys slow chains are like usually the ones who die uh-huh. <laughs> yeah it's like the janitor disappeared and we don't know why versus the janitor disappeared and he disappeared into this specific dimension that this scp transports people to where they suffer eternally or something like that mm-hmm. uh yeah, no, I those have definitely held up better, I think, than general creepypastas. I, I stumbled upon the site, uh, like, it was like midnight, like, sometime 
in the month of October, and I a creeped good, myself out. A good yeah. time to stumble upon it. Oh yeah, of course, a great time. <laughs> Those are always my. That's always my favorite time to stumble upon a website. Like um. Gosh, I don't remember what it was called, but it was basically like a choose-your-own-adventure, but of creepy pastas. Oh no! Huh. Um, involved like, you know, uh, you're you're traveling alone one night or something, and you walk into a bar and you order the specific drink, and the bartender instead sends you off to this door and hands you a key, and it, it was just all sorts of different yeah. stories together compiled mm-hmm. like that. I I wish I could remember what it was. I think it had something to do with cards like different cards associated with each story or or keys yeah if you remember mm-hmm. that send that my way that sounds awesome yeah because that's kind of the, been the thing with like horror stories and stuff in movies especially it's been like i would do this differently mm-hmm. like it's always like no don't go in there are you an idiot <laughs> and uh we're yelling at the screen whereas like if we were put into that situation would we really not go in there or would we really be able to run away as fast as we hope that people would be able to in the movies that we're yelling at the screen mm-hmm. um i don't i don't know is the thing because i've never been put in like a super scary situation like that mm-hmm. um except kind of can't really yeah yeah the, the scariest thing i've done is like running from the bathroom back to uh, the bedroom after reading SCPs for, like, two hours yeah. at 2 a.m. <laughs> like, that's scary stuff, guys. Scary stuff. you just went to the bathroom. Otherwise, you just crap your pants right then and there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That mm-hmm. might have been safer. I don't know. <laughs> Something could have happened. But uh, it's been interesting to me that, uh, like, SCPs, especially um, the game that spawned from that. Mm-hmm. The... There's a couple, yeah. Yeah. There was a couple. I was well, only familiar with the. Well, one. I remember the the first one is like uh going down the stairs. There's like this one SCP that's associated oh, the endless no. staircase. Oh, oh yeah. no! I didn't even attribute that to SCP. That's terrifying. Ooh, yeah. mm-hmm. They always like on when people do gameplay of that on YouTube. They always Photoshop something at the end of the stairs. I've never been brave enough to click on it. Is there something at the end of the stairs? I have not played the first one. I've only um, I've only seen images of it, unfortunately. I played a bunch of the second one that they made just over the course of, like, a couple of years, actually, since they added a, a bunch of different stuff in between uh, each update. Yeah. So the second game, you're, like, actually in the quote-unquote facility mm-hmm. dealing with yeah. various scps and you kind of have to figure out exactly what they do and how to avoid being horrifically killed oh yeah mm-hmm. and one of them is just uh, uh i think the description for it is like the old man or something and he just freaking rises up from the ground first no. time you see him just walking slowly towards you and when your flashlight's dead uh, and you just you just gotta uh, run because he can also just face through walls you know yeah, no right. Problem. Like, talk about worst jobs in the world, like working at that quote-unquote facility. No thanks. <laughs> you can't pay me enough. You could probably pay me enough, but I'd quit pretty fast. Hopefully. Hopefully, <laughs> if the, I could get out. Yeah. <laughs> Unless the reality of it is like the, this uh, This one GIF I saw of the, the titular SCP-173. Maybe in reality it's not scary, and all it does is just like the GIF implies, where it's just leaning up against the wall and it's just shaking its butt. Over oh my and over. gosh, <laughs> I love that people <laughs> take stuff like that. Like, there's so many uh, Slenderman dancing GIFs that I've seen. Like, yes, make it funny so that I don't have to think about it at night. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, but uh, it's been a while since I've read like SCP files, but 
I think one of my favorite ones was like a non so much scary one, which is a really interesting direction to go uh, when people write these. It was like a kitten that is it looks like a kitten. It sounds like a kitten. It's everything about it is a kitten, except actually it's a like 10 foot long tiger. And it was just really like, (laughs) it was just really uh, interestingly written because it was like people's experiences and like trying to approach the kitten and getting unaccountably frightened for their life, even though it's this (laughs) fluffy little kitten here. And then eventually they introduced a uh, another tiger into the environment. And uh, the tiger at first was like. I'm going to assert my dominance over this tiny kitten. And then it was like, oh, wait a minute. You're bigger Oops. than me. <laughs> yeah. It was, ah, it's just like a good palate cleanser between like reading about like Wendigo skulls or like the eye in the box or something like that. I'm done with reading about some doomsday cult. Let's read about the uh, the vending machine that like can just produce a cup of whatever anyone wants and they yeah. just stuck it in their break room. <laughs> oh, please. Yes. I like that a lot. It's like a it's like a cup of um someone would put like a cup of Coca-Cola or something and it just produced a Coke uh you know, Coca-Cola. Um, the next person tried a cup of Jack or like a cup of oh Joe, thinking, you know, it'll get coffee. Instead, like they find out that um one of their employees, Joe, got liquidated and put into that dude's cup. Oh, no. <laughs> exact oh, no. wording with this thing. Yeah, be very, very precise. Warning. <laughs> That's just the sign. Just be, please be precise when asking what you need. Please Do not mention cautious. Joe from accounting, please. <laughs> we need him. He has a family. <laughs> Only he can balance out 165's checkbook or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think 165 is like a tomato that hurls itself at people. Beautiful. Whenever someone tells a bad joke. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's going to follow me around forever, then. I'm ready yeah. for it. Uh, That's what's going to get me in an alley late at night. A tomato. A tomato. There are worse things that could haunt you, but... A tomato. A tomato. Huh? What if you're allergic? Then, then, oh, <laughs> that, that, never mind. It's now it's now deadly. Now, now it's You horrible. can't tell a joke for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather take the tomato. I'm down. <laughs> Even if I have a terrible allergic reaction. Well, then again, with the price of EpiPens now, maybe I have to refrain from joking around. But to catch up with what we've been... <laughs> oh, I tried. Jesus. Okay. That, I don't it's even know. It's coming for us right now. <laughs> it's, it's, out, it's outside the door. Somewhere, I can hear it. Somewhere. <laughs> it's out there waiting for me. Um, so it's really interesting... Uh, those creative SCPs like that and like creative creepypastas. But I feel like, like the Reddit no sleep stories, they get really into this formulaic thing really fast where it's like, so I didn't think anything of this, but my grandma's haunted book is actually maybe actually haunted. Stay tuned (laughs) for updates. Um, 50 chapters later, it still might be haunted. It might be. This demon that's just sleeping in my room. I don't know. That could be a thing. Yeah. (laughs) I've never actually read any of these, like, no Reddit, no sleeps. Or yeah, I, I it's don't just really like browse Reddit that much. Yeah, it's just like a thread, At like all, writing really. prompts where people just post things and they're uh, posting them under the assumption that it's a real thing that actually is happening to uh-huh. them, um, which is kind of cool because you have that uh, level of immersion versus like being like, hey guys, please like my story. I came up with this in creative writing class. <laughs> um, 
but it it gets really formulaic in the sense that uh, it's either there's someone in the house, the call is coming from inside the <laughs> house, or thing that may be mythical is actually real. Um, They've just always been the caretaker. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and then here's uh, old caretaker story of all the creepy happenings at the old <laughs> asylum. Um, but uh, some of them I do have to give credit to for being interesting. I think uh, the internet as a whole deserves credit for creating these uh, cultural memes. Mm-hmm. Like a weird genre. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like, like a modern day version of campfi- campfire stories. Yeah. We <laughs> were too lazy to go outside and do campfires or uh, we can't burn things in our backyards. <laughs> we couldn't find extension cords long enough to yeah. go outside. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. <laughs> Just gather around the forum and. <laughs> gather around the forum and sing our forum song. <laughs> F-O-U-F. Oh, are you already? That took me a second thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and going along with uh, creative endeavors to tell stories on the internet, you guys Ooh. are familiar with Marble Hornets. I've we are. had okay. a brush with it myself. Would you Would you care to explain the genre, uh, Graham? Um, the genre really, it's a found footage horror. Mm-hmm. anthology i guess mm-hmm. yeah and it started this guy up uploading uh videos to youtube under the name marble hornets and it revolved around the slenderman mythos and like the main character the cameraman and I, it's been so long since i've seen it. i don't remember all the details but like his friend thought he was being stalked by something and turned like out his, his slenderman his friend finds the tapes or something that yeah that his uh director buddy was recording while they're like trying to make some um uh, little home movie oh, that's for right. film school or uh, something. Yeah, they're filming film their own. school, uh-huh. naturally. Yeah. <laughs> Cameras are handy, naturally. Mm-hmm. And they had like, I think I remember only watching up because they had it separated into seasons as well. Yeah. Like the first one was following uh, Alex, I think his name was, yeah. the original mm-hmm. director. And then second was following his buddy, uh, Kevin, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Like he was staying at a hotel. While trying to research this stuff, season three moved on to the same guy, but you know he's in like back in the hometown or something. That was around when I stopped because it was like, okay, we're getting to like sixty videos of this. Mm-hmm. And I just eventually kind of stopped watching, but it, I remember it had some pretty pretty good parts. I'd it was, say yeah, decently it was scary. Pretty well made. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, it's been a couple of years, but I feel like if I went back and rewatched them, it would hold up pretty well. For for at the time, it. It definitely, uh, definitely set itself apart from any other sort of weird. Like I remember that being just a whole trend of like alternate reality game videos, like ARGs, the, mm-hmm, like yeah. ultimate reality. Like games. one I think was like called Megan is Missing or something. And yeah, those are usually like really short lived. But Marble Hornets was like staying strong for, I mean, gosh, like three years or yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. And even now that they just had that movie physically released onto DVD. Yeah, like, I saw it on, like, the iTunes trailers app. I was, like, just <laughs> going through trailers, and I was like, wait a minute, isn't this Marvel Hornets? What's happening here? Um, like, it's a legitimate thing that has that cool little tile on Apple TV. It was interesting to see. Um, I think, like, it's interesting that it's, like, only so it's only centered around the Slenderman mythos. mythos. I, I think much, so, yeah. yeah. Or, and, and they kind of add, like, different parts to it, like... Um, for their Slenderman mythos, the Slenderman always has some kind of like 
I don't know, medium or servant that he has going around. And like that's the proxies? Dude in the, yeah, like yeah. proxy. Okay. Um, those are the dudes yeah. in the masks. And they had, like, their own separate YouTube channel that they would upload videos oh, to. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. So you would be watching, like, the Marble Hornets, and then, um, and then like, I don't know, a couple of days later, you would see, like, another video uploaded on a different channel that kind of, like, either correlated to what was in the past video or hinted at a new one coming up and just had all sorts of weird stuff. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what exactly then, because I read the original Slenderman, and I was like, Okay, whatever. Someone got attacked by <laughs> Slenderman. That was the essentially the story. Pretty and it much. was like I saw someone in my sister's uh hospital window, but then I dismissed that idea because she was on the third floor. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> spooky. But um and aside from the game, I guess I'm not familiar. What is the Slenderman mythos? What is he doing aside from being slender and a man, but not a man? Um I mean that's it's kind is of really the all there is to him. <laughs> and I think that's like where, that's why a lot of people like got him because you don't know like what he's up to. But he's out there, he's terrorizing people, usually killing people. He doesn't have a clear motive and it's like that fear of the unknown that yeah. hooked a lot of people. Okay, because I, I heard various theories. Like at one point people were like, oh, in the game you're actually playing as like a pedophile and Slenderman is ex- like exacting justice yeah, <laughs> onto you. Uh, so you should feel bad and no feel good when this, you lose. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no evidence to back this up, but I heard it from a friend. So it might be nonsense, but I believe it. <laughs> but I believe it. I want to believe. Um, I don't know. I remember reading like this might be nonsense and just a complete total lie that I read somewhere on the internet. It's okay. It, it must we'll, be true. We'll publish lies. That's okay. Cool. <laughs> awesome. Good to um, know. It. Apparently, like, I remember reading that it was also based off of, like, some German folktale called Der Grossmann, which was like basically... the big man? Yeah, the, the big man, the, the yeah. tall man, basically. Um, That he, he was just, a, I don't know, this entity that lived in the forest that would, like, kidnap children when they're bad, because that's every single German yeah. folktale. They need mm-hmm. to have so many different things out there that will get you if you misbehave. <laughs> Gunter, you're not, eat your dinner. You're not safe during any season. I don't care. <laughs> not Christmas, not summer, anytime. The Grossman is out there in Devald. Um He's going to get you. Three years of German, guys. Three years mm-hmm. of German. Shows. Hey. But um, it was really... Slenderman is just interesting to me because, like, no one really – it is that unknown, like you said, Graham, that, uh, like, there's there's just nothing really confirmable about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It just kind of spawned off of people, like, Photoshopping uh, pictures on the forum website, something awful. Oh, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. And it was just um, – yeah, just started, like, taking this tall figure in the background and just kind of putting him in the backs of, like – photographs like in an empty parking lot uh, or something like, or like just behind that, the scenes in a playground. like when you see it pictures mm-hmm. yeah neat neat you know yeah this picture was taken yada yada september 1985 or something yeah and then mm-hmm. after this picture like 20 people were reported missing Ooh. Bum, bum, that, that kind of thing that yeah they, like correlate with each and every story yeah mm-hmm. that's really interesting uh it's just 
really funny to me how much of like a meme that he's become to the point that we have to hear about it in national news like those two <laughs> oh my god yeah forgot so about that those those two girls lured their friend to the woods because they wanted to become slenderman proxies <laughs> and mm-hmm. apparently there's like a part of the creepy pasta fandom that believes you can become uh, some kind of proxy and then go live in a mansion with like Slenderman and the rake and stuff. Uh, but to do that... While their tulpas are there too, just all chilling. Right, <laughs> right. But to do that, you don't have to stab your friend in the woods and leave them for dead Dios shrugs. <laughs> that happened. That's mm-hmm. so crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was around the time like Marble Hornets was in its heyday, wasn't it? It was, I don't know if anyone... Like, a couple years after. after like, because yeah. I, I remember it was for us, like, the sophomore year of high school. Yeah. When, like, Slenderman in particular got real big. That was, like, when the game came out and Marble mm-hmm. Horns had been going for a while. Plus, like you said, the photo trend meme, the photoshopping in places. Yeah. And for, like, a week, me and my friends latched onto it and really enjoyed it. Yeah. I, it, it was just so crazy to be like the Slenderman murder. What? What? <laughs> mm-hmm. It wasn't a murder because she lived, but Thank goodness. Slenderman yes. attempted murder, I should say. That <laughs> uh, yeah. was just so crazy. It's always weird hearing that on the actual news. You tune yeah. to 7 o'clock and late, like, oh, by the way, Slenderman. Yeah, this internet meme has emerged into the news. I, I'd rather it be... The internet in, cult yeah. is out to get you again. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather it when we have to, like, talk about Pepe in the news versus, like, someone got stabbed because of Slenderman. Really? Do you? I, I, because no you? one's getting stabbed I mean, by that's, Pepe. That's true. <laughs> I'd still rather not talk, see, you know, <laughs> CNN talk about fall. Pepe. Yeah. Dedicate an hour chunk of their time to that. Or That's when people story mispronounce <laughs> the name and are like, it's Pee Pee the Frog. Pee Pee the Internet May May. Oh my God, <laughs> please, please. Jeez. This is the true spooktober. <sighs> the, the scary part is the memes. The scary <laughs> part is the mis- mispronunciations. Uh, so that's the true terror of our podcast. But no. So uh, before we sat down here in our lovely podcast lounge, we all watched an episode of the brand new sci-fi show Channel Zero, um, which is going to be, um, I, I'm pretty sure they said it's going to be like an anthology series where they deal with creepypastas, which in the description, I thought it was cute. They were like, based on the popular creepypasta, and then it said in parentheses, uh, user-generated uh, scary stories on the <laughs> internet. And it was like, thanks for explaining that. Like, like, <laughs> they couldn't have just gone without last one. Yeah, first. no, yeah. they needed to have creepypasta in there because they know their audience. They, they need that. Us being like, what? You're making something out of a creepypasta? But uh, for this uh, season, I guess there's going to be six episodes. The creepypasta in question is Candle Cove. Um, So Candle Cove is actually one of my favorite creepypastas just because of the way it's formatted. It feels real. It's like Mm -hmm. just a copy paste off of like a nostalgia forum and being like, does anyone remember that show Candle Cove with like the really creepy pirates? And then people being like, oh my gosh, yeah. And then this happened and there was the weird ship and the puppets were super creepy and they just Mm -hmm. didn't seem like they were for children. And like all the replies going down to the end one where it's like, so I visited my mom in the nursing home the other day and I asked her about Candle Cove 
And uh, she was like, oh, yeah, you had a great imagination when you were a kid, always talking about pirates. You would just, uh, <laughs> you know, stand in front of the TV for half an hour staring at static. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's the big reveal. And then that's just it. And then that's just it. Mm-hmm. So Sci-Fi has made uh, the the Candle Cove series. Uh, our main character is Dan Schneider, which uh, is weird not, to me. Not Dan Schneider. Wait, it's not Dan <laughs> Schneider. Who no, Dan Schneider would be one of the villains on an episode, not going to lie. Uh, it's uh, who's that guy? Paul Schneider. Paul I Schneider. One, not of the, one of the three Schneiders. One of the Schneider. three different Schneiders Schneider. that are not related to each other. Okay. <laughs> who's Dan Schneider? Dan who, Schneider is the uh, he's the guy that does like all the Nickelodeon teen shows. Yeah, and, like Drake and Josh, iCarly. <gasps> oh. Um, yeah. One hundred and one. Oh my gosh. Yeah, okay. It's Dan Schneider. The, wow. The really creepy dude. Wow. Yeah. Very <laughs> different. This could just—that's what Candle Cove is. It's just another Nickelodeon <laughs> yeah, show. It's just another show by Dan Schneider. <laughs> by Dan Schneider. He no. can't keep getting away with it. No. It's <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. So it's Paul Schneider, who yes. I've only ever seen in Parks and Rec, but in such a memorable role, it's weird for me to see him. He is a uh, child psychologist. His name is Michael, Mike, whatever. Mm. Um, and uh, he is revisiting his hometown where five kids disappeared in the 80s. Uh, they disappeared and they were, they were found uh, hanging dead, from hanging from so. trees without any of their teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, and his twin brother also disappeared, but his body was never found. Um, and uh, so he's kind of, it's not flat out said, but he's, he's pretty much there to figure out exactly what happened. He's being haunted by this to the point of having a mental break. Um, just like shortly before the episode starts. Right. It's like yep. Three days or so. Yeah. It's like hinted at like in surprisingly artful, like, uh, flash cuts, mm-hmm. but, yeah. um, you don't really know what's happening until someone's like, no, I read up where you literally just got out of the psych ward three days before you came here, and now my kid's missing. I'm obviously concerned. <laughs> like, that mom gets all Oops. the credit mm-hmm. for being, like, a properly concerned mom instead of just being like, oh, I'm sure there's no connection. It's fine. I'll discuss but, everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in in his hometown, uh, they start reminiscing about Candle Cove, and then they realize that uh, it's on the TV again and that kids are staring at static and uh, he's putting it in his mind and it's like there has to be some kind of connection because the only time that Candle Cove was running was when kids were disappearing mm-hmm. in this mysterious murder case. So he's he's kind of trying to convince other people that, hey, there's some kind of connection here, but realizing also how crazy that is. I want to say he's also the only one that... Um saw that the kids were watching Candle Cove. Yeah. I, I think yeah. I just watched the episode um, almost actually right before we came in here, and uh, he, like, walks in on one of the kids watching it after they had all just been reminiscing about it, like, and he comes back, and they're just like, what? Why is it airing again? Why would they do that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In- instead of being like, now that I think about it, that was really horrifying. It was just like, now that I think about it, that was a terrible show. That was funny that they let that on the air at all versus uh-huh. being like, this is disturbing <laughs> that kids it was should, on the air. Kids should not be watching this. No, because there's like uh, my favorite character, the the skin grinder. And mm-hmm. it's just like a giant skeleton with like disproportionate eyes that's constantly grinding its jaw. And it's like, 
to grind skin and it's like i'm gonna take your skin and like that's a legitimate line from this purported children's show Mm -hmm. i don't know i'm just like already with the show like (laughs) being like parents there are so many red flags here why (laughs) like watch what your children are watching Mm -hmm. but um overall for a sci-fi show i was surprisingly uh impressed with Uh, the first episode. What did you guys think? I I don't know. It's like, it's one of those formats where it kind of felt basically like just a, like a sci-fi produced web show, Mm -hmm. like something off of that somebody from Marvel Hornets could do. Yeah. But, I don't know, they have like a one brief showing of the, uh, of like the, of a creature in there, the, the... Which I can't tell if it was CGI or if it was, like, just a suit that they made. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was pretty much the most big budget thing I saw in the show. Yeah. Yeah. Something that looked uh, expertly produced, I would say. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Like, it seems all right, but I feel like they could have just kind of done more with, like, the costume of that skeletal figure that they were seeing throughout the show. It felt like a Halloween costume a little bit. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it kind of ruined the impact of, like, there's a figure standing in the woods and it being, like, it's like there's a guy in a mask standing in the woods. I was like, mm-hmm. do I have that skeletal t-shirt? <laughs> yeah. Do I, I own that? He got Am this I at the Hot monster? Topic. <laughs> it was me all along. Now that's a twist. <laughs> that's the real twist here. But, uh, yeah, I definitely felt like... Just sci-fi shows in general always seem like student films and, like, how they proportion the budget. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, like, some of the acting, I was like, wow, okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, all the the townsfolk, when they were getting together, it was very, like, stilted and awkward. And, like, it's like, hey, you became a big child psychologist. That's, That's great. It's that's like cool for that's you, cool. man. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like all these people would, I don't know, care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what did you think of it, Graham? Well, my only real uh, experience with sci-fi are the terrible movies they make. <laughs> I don't yeah. think I've actually ever seen a sci-fi series. So my expectations were super low. <laughs> so I came out of this episode really enjoying it. I, <laughs> all the problems you guys brought up are persistent. I just expected it to be worse. Yeah. Or, so I'm I'm definitely interested in continuing watching. I think it's a six episode season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll definitely stick with it. Yeah. See how it wraps up and everything. And if that's anthological, I think that's probably the best route that they can take for it. Right. Yeah. I was about to think like after watching it, like if this is really just about to be uh, Michael Painter, I think his name is. Yeah. Just yep. Running into <laughs> all these different creepy pastas, like dude, what? No wonder your life is messed up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he has some serious issues in his past, which was hinted at quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, What surprised me the most about uh, the episode was how much happened. Yeah, Yeah. how much backstory they put into a creepypasta that is maybe like 200 words. Maybe, Uh (laughs) yeah. That's including like everyone's usernames (laughs) and the time that they posted. URL. Yeah, the URL, (laughs) literally. But, yeah, like, a lot happened. Like, I didn't think that, 
we'd go so far as to a kid has disappeared as a result of the show. Like usually in uh, shows like this, it's going to be like the slow build. It's going to be like, oh, this show is really weird. Here's proof that it's weird. Mm -hmm. Hmm, that's weird. I guess nothing can come of it. And then maybe the like final bit of the episode being the cliffhanger of like, I can't find my kid versus like a kid has already disappeared you've uh, attempted to stab someone in the woods at some point we've seen <laughs> that you've been stabbed in the past with a possible hook um your twin was weird mm, uh, to say the least yeah really weird uh everyone in your childhood was a jerk there's uh, a monster made of teeth there's a monster <laughs> yeah there is a monster made of teeth i really love the credit at the end i caught it it was like tooth child tooth and <laughs> someone was credited with it and it was like okay so uh yeah like speaking of like big budget i guess that was no that was it partially yeah. a practical effect though uh because they credited someone with it i don't know if that was just someone in like the green screen suit maybe but uh that was that just that that was a part of it at all. Tooth child, mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not mm-hmm. familiar with that creepy pasta. I couldn't find one really. I, I I think it might be original for the show. Hey, mm-hmm. go them. It's just gonna be a recurring thing throughout all of it. Every yeah. kid's gonna be missing their teeth. And it's it's the alternate just, version of the tooth fairy yeah, mm-hmm. chilling in the tooth background. Child, <laughs> sup. Um, <laughs> but uh, what do you guys think about uh, speaking of like? making an original thing that they based it uh it off of something that you can't necessarily give full credit to anyone because it's like one of those super anonymous random things that circulates the internet um and that they just took basically a meme and turned it into a full-fledged television show i don't know i think i don't particularly see any kind of problem with it i'm sure that they kind of tried their best to find who wrote it originally or something or like someone I, who manages the website and who originally updated it or mm-hmm. uploaded it um yeah I I, it's, it's just an interesting source to take inspiration from and i was reading from the wikipedia page so take this with a grain of salt <laughs> but apparently the story was written by one author okay who uploaded it to whatever forum back in the day and uh they did contact him and i don't know if they worked with him but they did credit him at least in the wikipedia page Okay. If that's to cool. be trusted. That's mm-hmm. that's good news then. I bet that was hard to like track someone down and then be like, "Hey, so I swear this isn't a joke, but we want to turn that story <laughs> you wrote forever ago into a six-episode show starring Paul Schneider." <laughs> Can we do that? For Can we add episode. a tooth child in there too? <laughs> uh, let's just get that out there. Weird, but, weird correlation too. I think like. Candle Cove is actually referenced in other creepy pastas too. Oh, um, I think even uh, I can't remember if it was Marble Hornets or a Marble Hornets clone that spawned during like that whole entire yeah ordeal. Like, I'm sure every there Man were Hybrid a lot. Yeah. Tri- Tribe Twelve. I think mm-hmm. one of the two also referenced uh, Candle Cove. Oh gosh, I almost forgot the name there. <laughs> yeah, that was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's an interesting one because you can really meld it. There's only a couple details it really gives you because it's it's a show that purportedly doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's particular characters that you can do a lot with, like Pirate Percy being like made out of like a porcelain doll, mm-hmm. um, the ship itself being like super awkwardly made, and I'm the skin grinder. Yeah, skin <laughs> grinder, which I'm kind of disappointed that we didn't actually get to see those puppets in yeah. the in the episode itself. Like it it has the uh like minute long clip at the end, but it, I don't know, they don't really 
match the descriptions that are given in the uh yeah because in the creepy that was mm-hmm. what was really interesting about it is because of how jarringly wrong everything looked not just because it was like these are creepy dolls it's like this doesn't look like something that would be able to make it to television <laughs> um but it honestly looked like it could they're, be they're on like puppets yeah uh-huh. really mm-hmm. really uh poor effort being put in but instead, it kind of looked good. It was kind of like, yeah. this could be an outtake from Sesame Street versus this looks like uh, some very disturbed person in their basement created this mm-hmm. show. It, it didn't look enough like the back of someone's basement or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I definitely think uh, that was a mistake on their part because otherwise it's not as uh, impactful. It's not as jarring. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, okay, this show's kind of weird. He <laughs> says you have to go inside the bravery cave and it's like, don't tell my children that, please. That sounds <laughs> terrible. Uh, get into my van, small child. Uh, but, yeah. So I'm, I'm feeling I'm going to continue to watch. I want to know what happens. I at least want to know what happens with the creepy twin past that's going on with Paul Schneider. It, it, like, mm-hmm. if they even continue with that, who knows? Right. <laughs> or, right. If it, or if it's just... Paul Schneider's character running around the country just encountering all these other people that have had this stuff. Yeah. It, who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is only 60 episodes long, too, so that'll be pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm definitely in the mood for it right now because it's spoopy season. Mm-hmm. Oh, we yeah. are in the midst of spoopy season. But what do you guys think? Yay or nay? On the watch list, not so much. I'd say yay. Yeah, yay. Six episodes, like 45 minutes long each. It's I'd say it'll be okay sinking some time into it. Yeah, there are worse things you could watch, and this is definitely unique. Yeah. It's, it's not the last six seasons of Dexter, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not, that, not that bad of a time Dang, sink. that shade. Oh. Uh, ooh, but... Daily uh, news headline. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Jeez. Oh. <laughs> uh, can that just be our thing now? We'll just say daily news headline instead of uh, <laughs> shots, shots fired, fired because that was the daily news headline. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so just putting that out there. We'll just put, like, brackets up instead of quotes, just brackets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's uh, how I'll title this podcast, definitely. No. No, I'll make up <laughs> some kind of clickbaity, creepypasta-esque uh, thing. Uh, you won't believe what they're showing on TV. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> For free, actually, on Sci-Fi's website, just in case anyone didn't know where to find the show. Yeah. You can oh, yeah. Yeah. watch a... Uh, Channel Zero. Channel Zero. For free on Sci-Fi's website. Yeah, subtitled Candle Cove. So maybe we'll get other, uh, I mean, it's an anthology series. We'll get other creepypastas in the future. It'll be interesting to see what they pick. What would you guys want them to uh, expand on beyond the terribly written five paragraph (laughs) stories upon creepypasta.com? That's that's kind of a tough one. Yeah. I think... Immediately, I'm thinking, like, I'd like to see Goatman adapted, but yeah. then I'm like, mm-hmm. part of what makes it so creepy is just like, imagining yourself. Yeah, if it was filmed, it would probably lose that effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially as an audience member, you recognize, like, there's that guy. I saw it's him. I know man. something's <laughs> happening here. He's slightly goat-like, guys. <laughs> <laughs> His eyes look off. It's funky. Yeah, little little bit. Um... um it that's that's a really tough choice just because they went in such a different direction with what little they were given. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think maybe I'd like to see a different version of the rake 
because they've done there was a game I'm not sure if it was called The Rake, but I watched a Let's Play where they titled it themselves as The Rake, and it was essentially this guy hunting some kind of uh, Slenderman-esque creature in the woods, and it was, like, very mm. violent, um, which made it less scary because it was just this thing mm -hmm. that would, like, blitz you in the middle of the woods and yeah. hit you once and then <laughs> run away, and it was just this skinny little thing. Uh, not little, but it was skinny. Um and it kind of took away the the scare factor and the story itself the way it's written is kind of like okay there's a creepy thing but mm -hmm. maybe then seeing the creepy thing uh standing at the end of someone's bed would be a lot uh scarier like, than reading like that's it the last thing of the episode or something yeah mm -hmm. yeah that would be that would be cool to see oh. but yeah i'm i'm it, looking forward to it wouldn't fit under the category of like user-generated spooky story, but, like, any of the, I don't know, any of the stories from spooky sources to tell in the dark would be pretty oh, rad to see an mm -hmm. adaptation man. <laughs> Those books. <laughs> Those books. Come up. Those <sighs> books. I'm actually surprised so there hasn't been an adaptation of anything from those yet. Yeah. Uh -huh. Maybe someone's tried. Maybe the author's not keen on that, but, uh, Man, just the artwork that accompanies those uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. In the, in the originals, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's... Uh, that, was, that was scary. That's standalone <laughs> terrifying. Uh, not even with the uh, stories to accompany them. The, that haunts your childhood in the best way possible. Because then it's like, I have a story for you guys that you've probably <laughs> read. Because everyone reads Everyone's the same four books these. in fourth grade. Yeah. <laughs> essentially. But, yeah, no, that would be a cool thing to see on the horizon, an adaptation of that. I agree, definitely. I, Spooky. I but, could see that as a, a Netflix miniseries. Yeah. One season I per would, book. I would trust mm. Netflix, too. I've trusted Netflix so far to handle adaptations. Mm -hmm. But uh, we'll definitely, it will be a true test when they do uh, a series of unfortunate events. I am so excited for that Super one. Super excited. Neil Patrick Harris. Yas. <laughs> um. But that's that's another episode of Button Mash. So, mm -hmm. uh, this has been the spoopy, scary, creepy pasta uh, version of Button Mash. And if you're listening to this, you are now haunted um, because that's our own creepy pasta story. Uh -huh. that, that's the twist of this podcast. That's it was a creepy pasta all along. Yeah, unless you it, unless you share this to like three other people, and then I don't know, maybe we'll oh my throw God. three. Like a, Let's just turn it into bone. one of those curse emails <laughs> where it's like four to three other people or else a girl with no eyes and no ears will stand at the edge of your bed tonight it's and be like, why didn't you share that podcast, man? You should. It was a good podcast. <laughs> and she can't hear your answer because she has no ears. Ooh. <laughs> 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 but, uh, so uh, helping me to tell this terrifying tale uh, today was our very own Graham Taylor. And our other very own. Aiden Kearney. And I have been uh, your spooptacular host, Daily Wilhelm. Be sure to check out all our other super spoopy podcasts here at uh, ByteBSU.com or on our SoundCloud, Ball State Daily. And follow us on iTunes, too. You have many opportunities to avoid that girl at the end of your bed with no eyes or ears. That is very um, correct. So uh, be sure to avoid her. Share this. Like us on Facebook. And uh, join us again for our next terrifying tale. Ooh. Ooh.